Hey, what's up, guys? This is Reiki V, and you're listening to episode number 34 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And today, we're going to talk to Mr. Dylan Jamelli about YK11 and RAD140. But before we get started with that interview, I want to tell you guys about my brand new product called N2 Transoderm. Now, N2 Transoderm is a topical cream you apply to your shoulders. You can apply it to other body parts as well for different results, but mainly the shoulders to increase testosterone levels. Antrotransoderm has several ingredients. One of them is the hydroepiandrosterone. It is suspended in a topical emulsion that you apply right on the skin. Typically, you apply it to the shoulders just as you would a testosterone gel like, say, Exiron or Testim or Androgel. The hydro Epiandrosterone that is contained in Entotransoderm is a precursor to the biosynthesis of testosterone in your body. When applied directly to this area of your skin, it increases your anabolic age. It becomes very noticeable very quickly. Because the dehydroepiandrosterone suspended in Entotransoderm is an emulsion, then it passes directly through the bloodstream this makes entotransoderm much more effective at converting to testosterone than trying to take this as an oral-based product. One of the reasons you may have acne on your back as a teenager is due to the concentration of the enzymes in that part of the body responsible for steroid genesis. That's the creation of steroids, basically. Other parts of the body, like the abdomen, like your abdomen, say your abs, they don't just, just don't have the concentration of steroid producing enzymes like the shoulders do. So when the dehydroepiandrosterone is applied to the shoulders, it converts first to androstenediol and then to testosterone. These two hormones are very anabolic. When entotransoderm is applied to the shoulders, it will increase the rate of conversion into androstenediol, which acts as a cortisol controlling agent. Entotransoderm is going to be the strongest pro-hormone product you're going to be able to get your hands on over the counter. I designed it this way because, quite frankly, when you take this, uh, this ingredient orally, your liver is going to do away with much of it. It's going to destroy it. And then what little does make it into your bloodstream uh, through digestion, uh, you have no control of what enzymes come in contact with it. So it could be uh, converted into other hormones that are not going to be conducive towards helping you build muscle and get leaner. So using this pro-hormone and putting it right on the shoulders and upper back is going to make sure that, one, it doesn't get destroyed by the liver, and two, that it comes in contact first with the enzymes that are going to turn it into androgenic hormones that are going to help build muscle. So check it out, guys. Go to N, the number two, transoderm.com that's n2 that's n the number two t r a n s o d e r m n2 transoderm.com or you could just go to my website need to build muscle.com and look for it uh right uh, it should be right at the front or just uh just put it in and just put it in the search bar you'll be able to find it it's a great product very strong. You're definitely going to enjoy it. Now, without further ado, guys, I promised the Dylan Jamelli interview on YK11 
at Rat 140. And uh, we're going to get right to that. So let's go now. Yeah, so uh, YK-11 is one of those uh, new wave of SARMs. And it just seems like there's a new SARM or peptide coming out every six months nowadays. And uh, YK-11 seems to seems to have got, gained popularity rather quickly. So what do you um, what do you think about YK-11 and where do you uh, place it in, in comparison to some of the other SARMs and, and things out there? You know, YK-11 is a good one, actually, to discuss. It's it's difficult because it, it's hard to even classify it just completely as a SARM. You know, like, and we've talked about this several times, but you remember it, it was always just a couple. You know, it was 2866S4, and then GW came along, LGG, but it, there were just a few, but they were kind of similar, different benefits, but kind of, on the similar wave of, oh, they're just designed to prevent muscle wastage, but 2866 provides your healing. LGD is a little bit more bulking, but still kind of the same premise. Then you start getting into these newer developed SARMs like YK11, for example, or even RAD140, not so much to YK11's extent, right? But they start to, they become more. So YK11 is a myostatin inhibitor, all right? And it behaves similarly to like, you know, DHT steroids. It's just, it's kind of a completely different animal. And one of the things about me that you know well is I, I'm kind of standoffish with stuff when it first, like I want like a year or two before I'm willing to get behind it or start preaching about it or start spewing facts. Because when something brand new comes out, you can't just go, oh, well, everything that's written about it or is said is true when there's not, and it's not just studies because studies are great, but you and I both know everybody responds to things differently. And then I want to see cumulative effects of, okay, like 30% of the people are reacting this way or 50%, you know, not just a few studies with 60 people that are randomly selected or that are selected with a state of mind of, oh, I want it to look like it came out a certain way. So I, I need time. That's why it took me a long time to even discuss YK11, to be honest. I used it. Um, I think it's been about a year now. I'm absolutely impressed all the way around with it. Really, really impressive um, for a variety of reasons. One of the things I'll tell you about it, too, is it kind of induces muscle, uh, muscle cells to produce more follistatin. And that helps to inhibit myostatin in the body, which then results in more muscle growth, right? So th there's a lot to it, man. There's, there's, you got to really kind of get into it. And I, I've spent a lot of time reading and, and watching and, you know, reading logs and seeing how people's blood work came out and coaching people on it. I still don't feel like I know it even as much as I've done with it, like, like I do with everything else, but you know, those were out in what, 2013, 14. So, um, although I know a great deal about it, that's one of those things I like to keep learning and, and watching. Cause it's only been, you know, three, four five years. It's been, you know, more out there and in the, just the last couple of years, really, it's more prevalently used. So, um, 
you know, very interesting compound, though, to say the least, in terms of calling it a SARM. Yeah, it is a it is a steroidal selective androgen receptor modulator. It does look like a like a steroid on paper, and apparently that's it acts a lot of the same way. Um, uh, for guys out there that might not know this yet, uh, when we're talking about myostatin, myostatin is what regulates muscle growth in your body. It's what keeps your muscles from continuing to grow and grow and grow. You know, evolution doesn't really want us to have huge muscles because you got to then uh, consume a ton of calories to feed those. And having high caloric requirements is not all that conducive to uh, a species uh, really being able to survive long term, especially uh, with our body type. So myostatin is there to kind of make sure that muscle doesn't grow too big. And so that humans stay uh, as efficient energy wise as possible. So inhibiting myostatin is, is really the, the holy grail is what is what I think a scientist and are going to be focusing on uh, from the years to come, because that seems to be the best way, the best shortcut to muscle growth over most, uh, most other things. Now, let, let me ask you this. And I, we've had this conversation in private before. I'd like to get other people to, to understand that why you said that YK11 is not one that you really uh, recommend for women or that you really think women should, should be taking. Um, why is that? And, and how would you compare YK11 to, for women, right? Uh, as, far, uh, like, as far as something like Oxandrolone or a Winstrom? I, without further seeing many women use it, because if you search like around and look for women in YK11, you're not going to really come up with a lot here. And I can even tell you real quickly, because you just don't see many women that really run it. And something I, I'm, uh, and I've made this very clear um, in the past. I don't like women running any steroids at all, to be honest with you, not even Anavar. Um, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like women, not that they are, it just, it doesn't seem like something in my opinion that a woman should even be doing. It just seems to have much more effects on them. Um, one of the things about YK11 that I did see about women was the kind of drastic changing of a menstrual cycle. Um, I've seen total loss of menstruation or um, very strange cycle behavior patterns. And it just has thrown women off kind of more so than anything I've really seen. The only other one that possibly does that is uh, MK2866. Um, and that's hit or miss with women. But this one, in what I've read, which isn't a ton, uh, you know, I've, you can go in and find some women that actually have put things out on message boards and, and forums and or different websites asking questions. And that's kind of the thing that would you will continue to see pop up is about the menstrual cycles and very odd um, attitude changes and the chances of like virilization and things like that, from what I understand are pretty low. Um, I, it's not something that I would really worry about, but I just get scared on anything that's steroidal or, has any kind of 
effect like that on hormones to that extent that male attributes could occur, even though in stuff that we know it won't, I'm just one of those hesitant people. And, and, you know, I've been given shit, called a pussy about the way I approach stuff, but I, I just prefer to be more cautious. Um, and if I, even if, okay, so let's say that we found out of a hundred women that took YK 11, five of those 100 experienced sterilization, or let's just even say two, I would still, that would still be a huge red flag to me, to every single woman I talk to. I would, I say, look, it, it could, it's a, it's a possibility. And just knowing that's a possibility, I say, fuck it. Um, I, I, if, if, a, if a woman does want to run YK 11 and test it out, um, I would be very careful with the dosing. I generally only recommend 10 milligrams a day for men. So as a woman, I would be like in the 2.5 range, possibly five. Um, but I, I wouldn't go any higher than that at all. And I would keep it more so to like a six to eight weeks, as opposed to a man that was going to run it, you know, 12 weeks, I would just be, very, I, I would tread lightly. I guess is what I'm saying. So, but then again, I'm a little bit more conservative with dosing and, and um, hesitancy and being more careful. I just, I feel like people are too loose with that shit and that kind of brings on that negative outlook. So like the way that the media portrays steroids or, you know, government or things like that, <clears throat> a lot of that, and a lot of them getting that is getting misinformation from people that don't know what they're doing. And the people that don't know what they're doing are the ones causing all of this problem because then it makes it look far worse than it should be. So that's why I are on the side of caution so often. And somebody doesn't like it. Fuck it. You know, that's, that's just the way that I am. So, but yeah, I, I, I would, I would say be very careful and tread lightly if you're a female, if you're going to run it, but if you're intent on it, just, I would say do it very, very moderately. And, you know, you know, you know, one of the one of the reasons I'm going to very soft debate about this, because I, I wanted to ask you, uh, one of the reasons I don't think uh, women out there should be using steroids, definitely not women who are just doing it for uh, for for a hobby, who just want to gain muscle a little faster. It's because um, steroids can change your voice. And once you stop taking the steroids, uh, all of those effects, all of those benefits from the steroids are now gone, but your voice right. is still sounds uh, not as feminine as it used to. Now, in the case of YK11, right, if we think or we know that it can build muscle somewhere along the lines of something like an anovar possibly could, but it won't cause uh, voice changes or enlarging, enlargement of the clitoris or additional... Uh, hair growth sometimes those hairs get activated and they'll continue to grow and now this lady's got a shave and uh, some additional areas that she did not before the cycle even after the cycle's all gone so if so if we if we could say hey you're not going to have those issues with with uh yk11 uh but you will have them with anavar which when i'm on the podcast i i say to women it's anavar is probably the only steroid i think any female should consider taking it if they really, if they really are taking. And obviously I make the distinction between just a, a female who's just doing it to, to look good as a hobby versus, you know, a girl who's winning trophies, trying to win shit. And she's got coaches and she's got 
dreams and hopes in this uh, fitness world. So I guess for the regular female out there who, who, who will want to dabble with something, why do you, why would you, uh, or, or, or am I wrong? It's, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm answering myself. Or would you say, hey, if you're going to go as far as using Anavar, use YK11 instead. I mean, what is your, what is your feeling on, on, on that? I hope, I hope I made a, I hope I asked a good question. I don't know if you understood it. <laughs> It understood it. I, I was just sitting here nodding my head. Yes. The whole time, everything you said, I didn't want to interrupt because I, every single point you made top to bottom, I agree with. It's like, I, it was like me talking basically. And that's, but we've talked about this. So we already kind of know that with each other. I, I'm in the same exact boat. I don't even like recommending Anavar to women, you know, Rick, when I lived in Vegas, um, and I believe this was like 2013, I'm bad with my years, 2013, 2014. You remember when I moved out there? And uh, yep, 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 yep. I was, there was a place that I used to go to Botox to, right? And, and I also went in there, I'd get massages and things like that. And so I'd see the same people there a lot in the waiting rooms. Anyway, there was a girl out there and she was, in very very good condition you could tell she lifted too not like a big bodybuilder but anyway she ended up figuring out who i was on youtube and stuff after talking to me and we started talking she had used anavar and i'm not kidding you like 14 months straight and she had a complete meltdown internally she was telling me all about it no sex drive like i mean it was it was bad. And she was wanting me after she found out who I was to kind of coach her. And I said, I don't think I can help you. <laughs> like you need to see a doctor um, and go get that kind of help. But this, this is even something that, cause at that time, that's something I had never, you know, seen or heard of. So um, no, I I'm with you all the way. And yes, if you were going to make a decision between YK 11 and Anavar, I would feel 1 million percent better about you going with YK11 as a female because I really don't see and haven't seen zero reports of any type of virilization male attributes and what you said was one of my main arguments against clen you use clen you lose you lose weight right there on the spot of course clen's powerful as shit but one you can't stay on clen long term we all know that Two, it's got negative short and long-term effects on your fucking heart. And three, a lot of people end up gaining more back after they're done than they actually lost. And like you said, well, when the steroid effects were off and you don't have the same results, but you still got all the side effects, then what? So it's like you weigh the risk versus reward, right? That's what I tell people with clan all the time. How can you possibly fucking tell me that losing weight for three to four weeks is worth all this other nonsense that's going to go on that could fuck you up long term and make you in worse condition than you already were? Explain that to me. That, that doesn't make any sort of sense. So I'm I literally I agreed with every last word that you said. Everything. Yeah, I guess for, for women, I, I mean, we know on the flip side that there are better things, you know, if they're trying to lose weight, GW. It's not impacting on, on their hormonal uh, pathway, so sex hormone pathway. Uh, Osterin might be, a, might be a, a milder, better option if you're going to go with a, a androgen receptor activation 
uh, Austrian might be a, a safer option than YK11. So there are definitely yeah. safer options out there. But I guess, uh, yeah, I got my answer. I mean, you, if if it if it was a toss up, if it was a, a decision between Anavar and YK11 for this female that is just hell bent on on doing something, YK11 would be the the safer, better option, uh, um, short and long term. It seems like. If you ask me 10 times, I give you the same answer all 10 times, if that tells you anything. And it would be go with the YK11 for sure. Every time. Doesn't matter. You could reword it, rephrase it, fix it up, roll it in a fucking ball. I'm going to answer it the same way every time. Dude, so so let, me, let, let me ask you a little bit more about YK11 uh, and, and the actual applications for it. Now, uh, let's say I'm a male trying to build, uh, put together a good, uh, a good cycle. And I might yeah. do let and I might do let's say uh, let's say I'm looking to cut, let's say I'm looking to cut, which is a little bit out of season for the time of year. But I've been doing plenty of content on bulking recently, so let's let's take the, the cutting route on this one for now. Um, I'm trying to cut. Uh, what would be a good way to incorporate? Let's say let's say uh, I've already I've already been using steroids and and I feel really good on primo bowling, and I do pretty good on on I don't know trend masteron. And I want to add an oral to the mix. And my options for adding, oral, let's say I want to add an oral to the mix, like like YK11. So put put together for us, help us put together with the guys out there, a good kind of cutting stack or maybe recomposition stack uh, using YK11 as your oral. And maybe some some injectables, uh, steroids as as your uh, as your backup. And if there's definitely more SARMs that that should be added, we can we can definitely discuss it. But what would be a good way to incorporate it and bring together YK11 with some of the more conventional steroids we already know for for a good cutting or recomposition cycle? So you already know the kind of cycles that I like. I like test primo and Anavar, or test primo and Winstrol, or test primo and basically anything, right? Um, and uh, the first first thing that comes to mind is test primo YK11. That to me would be a, just a, just a sweet stack. And I would go a step further and add RAD140. We're going to talk about that later because I'm absolutely blown away with with that. Might I mean GW for me is always going to be my favorite due to my running and and you know. But let's just forget that. Let's just remove that. S4 has always been my favorite. I think RAD140 might have taken that spot, but we'll talk about that later. But I think that if you went Test Primo, YK, and RAD140, and if you only want to do just the YK, it'd be great. But if you add the RAD, oh my gosh, it would be, that would be my first, boom. That would, that that's right there. And then I think that cycle would do just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, if you want to go for a bigger recomp, well, then you would want to go test Deca Primo with the two SARMs. Um, that would be even better. Um, I love the test Deca Primo combination. That's just, and I've actually done videos on that combo. Um, you know, it would stack well with Equipoise too. So you could go test Equipoise, YK11, or there again, I would I would generally keep RAD and YK11 stacked together. The synergy there and what those two can do together, that to me, that's one of the best SARMs duo stacks you could possibly ever consider because it does everything. Every damn thing is covered with the, just those two, literally. So if you don't want to 
I like to run a little bit bigger SARM cycles because although SARMs are very similar in their base, like we want to prevent muscle wastage, there's so many different specialties. So, you know, like with the muscle hardening on S4 and the vascularity, right? The myostatin uh, inhibitor with YK11, but then also the, the, there's other things YK does in terms of the muscle hardening, which then in turn feeds off of the S4, right? So there's a lot of different stacks here that I would prefer, but if you want to keep it nice and simple, YK and RED140, and you're just going to, man, I'm telling you. I, I stick by that all the way. That would be that would be the stack. Are there any any benefits that maybe people don't don't understand of using YK11 on a on a deep caloric deficit? Uh, let's say uh, I mean we know Primo for years has been the bro science behind it is that it may be the only steroid that allows you to gain some muscle mass while on a caloric deficit. Uh, do you, is there something similar that, that you've seen happening with YK11 or, or I'll, I'll give you another quick example, uh, Trembolone, you know, if you're trying, and Superdrol, if you're trying to bulk and gain mass, you got to eat plenty on those or your, your results are going to be negligible. There's some steroids, some of these compounds where your caloric intake will really dictate if you can get the most out of it. I'm not too familiar with YK11 shit. Not a lot of people are. What is the relationship between caloric intakes, say, and YK11 and the way and the way it, it works? Oh, why you can you can eat in a deficit with YK and still hold and gain muscle. Um, obviously, we know you're going to gain a lot more muscle if you're not in a deficit and you're eating and feeding properly. But here, I mean, for instance, I'm not even using YK11 right now on my cycle. I'm I'm doing S4 RED140 and um, uh, GW and ACP 105. And I, I eat in a pretty significant deficit just because I, I would have to, Rick, if I wanted to just eat at maintenance every day, I'd be about 4,000 calories uh, based on what I figured because just on cardio alone, I do almost 2,000 calories a day. Um, it's like 1,700. And then when you factor in how hard I'm fucking lifting now, and I've still gained, 10 pounds on this cycle. Now I will say in fairness, I had lost a lot of weight um, with stress and things. So some of that I should have had, but it, my point is, is you can get away with a pretty large deficit with a lot of different SARMs and still not only hold muscle, but still add it as well. And YK would, if you were asking me to pick the best ones to do that with YK would be damn near at the top, damn near at the top. I could make an argument for RAD and, and LGDs and those, but YK would be right at the top. So yes, in, in short, absolutely, you can you can do that. So, so it's a good compound to uh, run during a caloric deficit to to maintain yes. mass. Do you think it could build a little bit of mass the way people have uh, the way people think uh, Primo Bowling does, or not not yes. that far? I yes, I I, I would. I would say right on par, to be honest with you. Um, but like you said, we, like we said right at the beginning, YK on paper is pretty much a steroid. I mean, you, it is what it is, but I think we both know that. So it's not like we're making some huge leap here to say, oh, well, you could get this very similar, maybe even more so than with a steroid. I, I don't, 
that nonsense needs to stop in terms of what things can and cannot do. I mean, it, it's it's proven through logs and everything what people gain on YK11. I fucking used it, so I can vouch for it. I've coached thousands of people using it, which I can easily vouch for. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't have a big issue saying that it could have similar types of properties um, at all. To be honest with you, so. No, that's it. That's an interesting one. What is a, a let's talk about dosages and uh, and cycles and, and run what how much a YK 11 uh, should a, a person run for how long for a good uh, cutting cycle? I don't really like to say to go any higher than 10 milligrams a day. Um, <clears throat> I, I just don't have any comfort with that. The, the half life is shorter you got to split the dose at least twice a day three times a day would be optimal um but twice a day i i think you'll get away with and be just fine um eight to 12 weeks definitely don't don't go over 12 weeks um i've seen people go up to 30 milligrams a day i i, I guess i would have comfort even up to 15 but i i don't think there's any reason nor need to go any higher than that to be honest with you you know how it gets, you get to a point where it's like diminishing returns based upon um, ha- incorporating too many negative side effects. So there's a certain point where you're not gaining anymore, you're hurting yourself. And I don't, I don't foresee any reason to go any higher than that or to exceed 12 weeks. And you can still get, you know, I generally recommend 12 week SARM cycles. You can still do quite a bit on eight weeks with YK. Um, but I still, I have no issue going 12 with it. And I generally, that's what you'll see me recommend when I write cycles out. But um, yeah, no, no, no need to go any higher than that, brother. And, and two to three times a day on the split dosing, like for, okay, five milligrams, three times a day would be perfectly fine. And as far as our liver toxicity with YK11 or toxicity to any other organs, uh, what do we know about it? Uh, right now as far as uh what what kind of toxicity we're looking at there shouldn't excuse me talking too much there really shouldn't show to be any kind of toxicity i've basically anecdotally it's shown to have a little bit of increase in liver enzymes um nothing else like i haven't seen I will bring up the hair loss. We didn't, we didn't get to that. I've, I've seen reports of hair loss with people before. Um, <clears throat> but then again, that's if you're very, very prone to MPB, but in terms of toxicity, I've seen some people have some elevated liver enzymes. Um, not a lot else in terms of like blood pressure or cholesterol, few and far between on that. But I, I, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to run protectants and this is not a shameless plug because you know i've been doing this for how many years but i just run your guard, and people don't realize the importance of protecting yourself and that any kind of performance enhancing drug could potentially negatively have an effect on your organs even if they're not like toxic they could still in some way even if it's slight and it never hurts to protect yourself. These aren't like, um, you know, alkylated steroids here. So toxicity of any kind is not going to be like with methylation and things like that. But I still think it's smart to protect yourself 
no matter what. And just knowing there's a possibility there of liver toxicity, you should be protecting yourself. It, it, it's a no brainer in my view. So any other major side effects uh, someone could experience from a YK? Oh, but let me just reel it back. So 10 milligrams a day is about as much as you want to do. If you could split that up into four times per day, that would be ideal because it has a short half-life, correct? Three, you could, you could go 15 if you want, five milligrams three times a day, or if you want to keep it a little lower, 10 milligrams. I, three times a day would be optimal dosing. Uh, but like, for instance, S4. Three times a day would be optimal. I just do it twice a day, always have, and have always had tremendous results. I don't think it's that short of a half-life like SR9009 where I recommend dosing it so many times a day, but two to three times a day is fine. That's great. Now, uh, as far as uh, other side effects, what other yeah. side effects, external or internal, oh, some that can be seen or some that aren't quite seen or felt, should someone concerned be concerned with when it comes to yk11 use i've seen some aggression reported with it uh i i don't i don't remember getting real aggressive on it myself but i wasn't i was dosing it moderately but i have definitely seen people that have reported that i some of the things that i've seen too were some like um kind of like joint weakness tendon weakness and some people not not a ton of people but some people hair loss, like I said, and then um, testosterone suppression, not to the extent of a steroid, but it's, it's, it's present. You're going to need a PCT. Um, <clears throat> one thing about a lot of SARMs is you won't see your LH and FSH go down. In fact, some people see it go up, even if their total test goes down. With YK11, you will see those drop. So that's why it's not a bad idea to run a full PCT with it. A lot of times we can get away with the mini PCT on the lighter suppressive, you know, SARMs like 2866 or uh, to a lesser extent, LGD 4033, things like that. But this one, when you're, when you're hitting it all the way around, you, it, it's never a bad idea to run a full PCT. But those are generally the areas that I see the most side effects reported on. All right, guys, that was the first part of this interview. We're going to talk about Rat 140 on the next episode. Now, guys, uh, neither I or any of my guests are doctors. Please do not take anything we say as doctor's advice. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You, might, you must contact your own doctor before taking any drugs or supplements. Uh, none of the statements I made about any of the supplements or any of the compounds discussed in this podcast were approved by the FDA. None of my products or any other products I feature in any of my podcasts are meant to uh, cure or diagnose any diseases. Uh, again, please make sure to check with your doctor before taking any supplements at all.